joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I have a great show in store for you today. I want to pique your curiosity a little bit just to give you a little bit of a teaser. Um, We're going to be talking about betrayal, and I know everybody out there listening, including myself, has all experienced some form or fashion of betrayal, but how does that uh, resonate with you now? So this is a perfect time to find a place to sit, relax, grab something to write with, piece of paper, your favorite beverage, and just get into what I call your chill bliss mode, and uh, tune in for the next few minutes because you may learn a little bit about betrayal that you may not have known about. So before we get started with our fabulous guests, I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at blissfullivingforyou.com, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. Both of these companies uh, have been a sponsor of ours for quite a while. So check them out if you have a need for telecom installation services or network distribution. You want to check out alldaycableinc.com. And um, if you're looking to build and sustain wellness and wealth through wisdom, then you want to check out BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Now, let me tell you about our guest. So we have Dr. Debbie Silver with us today. And Jack Canfield said something very enlightening and beautiful about her, and I'm going to read that to you right now. Dr. Debbie has the ability to blend knowledge, experience, enthusiasm, and compassion to help women create the body, lifestyle, and life they crave. And I think that's something very beautiful. So let me tell you about Dr. Debbie Silver. She's the founder of the PBT Institute, and it's a holistic psych and she is a holistic psychologist and a health mindset and personal development expert. Now she's an award-winning speaker, coach, and author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman: Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. The Unshakable Woman, the workbook, the companion guide to the book, as well as two other books recommended by Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, and Jack Canfield. Now, Debbie has contributed to Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx, The Huffington Post, Shape, Self, Health, Working Mother, Forbes, Psychology Today, WebMD, Ladies Home Journal, Women's World and Glamour among the few. Her doctoral study led her to three discoveries around how we experience and heal from betrayal. Interesting. Now, based on her findings, which we're going to dive into a little bit about today, um, along with 27 years of health mindset and lifestyle coaching, she's created a proven approach um, to help us with dealing with that physically, mentally, and emotionally from a life crisis 
and um, specializing in betrayal. So with that, I would like to welcome Dr. Debbie Silber to Blissful Living. Thank you so much. Looking forward to our chat. Yes, me too, because this is an interesting topic. And so you listeners out there, just so you know that um, this will probably fall under the wisdom pillar because um, there's a lot of wisdom that's going to be bestowed upon us. And so I hope you're ready, you're sit comfortable, got your favorite beverage, and ready to take some notes as we have a communication or a nice little chat with Dr. Debbie Silver. So, Dr. Do you, what do you prefer, Dr. Debbie Silver, Dr. Silver, Debbie, Dr. Debbie? Debbie is just what? fine. <laughs> okay, okay. I want to you know, make sure I'm um, calling you by what you prefer. So, Debbie, okay, let's mm-hmm. just get down to the nitty-gritty. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what first of all, what led you to discover um, wanting to do your doctor on uh, betrayal? Because that's very interesting. Yeah, you know, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. And uh, I, right, had, you know, I, I had an amazing business, health mindset, personal development, and then it led towards uh, helping people. I was testing people for stress-related issues and disorders, and then I had my own um, my own betrayal. I had actually two betrayals. My first was my family, and then you know how the universe works. When you don't quite get the lesson you were meant to learn, you yeah. get another opportunity. So I did, and this time it was my husband. And mm-hmm. I was blindsided. You know, that's the word we use for it. And I was so hurt, so sad, so confused. And it really sent me on a search for answers. I was desperate to understand how the mind works and why people do what they do and how I can heal. And that search led me to a PhD program in transpersonal psychology. That's the psychology of transformation and human potential. And while I was there, I did a study. And, and yeah, and I, and I studied how we experience betrayal, what holds us back, what helps us heal, and what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally, when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive. And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which I'm happy to talk about, but led to a new business, brand, life, everything. You name it, it happened. Wow. Wow. All from the (laughs) fact that it had to experience the most horrible, I would say betrayal is one of the most horrible things that someone can experience because Mm -hmm. at least when um, with death, you know, the person passes on, you grieve them, Mm -hmm. you go through the grieving process, and then eventually the grief turns into, you know, more happy thoughts and and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. With betrayal, at least in my experience, Mm -hmm. that's something that gets like rooted deep inside you and it it just kind of sits there and it doesn't go away until you address it and so yeah you're right um, and we've we found it does not heal until you face it feel it heal it and that was actually one of the discoveries we found that healing from betrayal is so different than healing from other life crises death of a loved one disease natural disaster like i had been through death of a loved one i've even been through disease i was in icu for 11 days it's a miracle i'm alive but there was something about betrayal that hits you so differently Mm -hmm. but i didn't want to assume it so i asked all my study participants and i said for those of you who've been through something other than betrayal does it feel different for you hands down unanimously they said it's so different and the reason why it's so different like you said 
because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self has to be rebuilt. Like when, when you lose someone you love, you're sad, you grieve, you mourn the loss, but you don't right. question the love. Betrayal has you questioning everything. So yeah. you have to, and you have to rebuild the self, you know, everything that was torn down with that betrayal, confidence, worthiness, trust, rejection, abandonment, belonging. They all have to be rebuilt. So that type of healing needed its own name. So the new term is called post-betrayal transformation, and that's the healing specific to betrayal. Wow, amazing. Because, yeah, when you were just speaking about I'm thinking of the, you know, a couple instances where that really hit me hard, and it is, it's, it's completely the feeling of betrayal or the emotional damage from Mm -hmm. betrayal is in your mind, body, spirit, emotion, Mm -hmm. you feel it physically, mentally, you know, all the whole gamut, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so um, I guess that's probably one of the reasons why it's such a deep, deep deep-seated thing because it just touches on all those aspects with regards Mm -hmm. to, you know, you have to deal with it in each component. You have to deal with it. You, you do, and and the thing is also you have to deal with it. And I'll also I'm happy to share with you the people who didn't heal why they didn't. Uh, but you have to deal with all of it, and it's so you know think about it. You're never betrayed by people you don't know. It's by the people mm-hmm. you're closest to. So Girl. when the people you trust, <laughs> right? When the people you trust right. the most prove untrustworthy, who do you trust? It hurts the worst. That's it. it. And when the, the and these are the ones you'd run to when other people are causing some kind of harm. They're the ones causing the harm. So you're like, where do you go? So right. it destroys any sense of safety or security or sanity that you may have had. Wow, you know, wow. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm having a therapy session right now. <laughs> really, I mean, but you know, it, I, I mean, it's really good to talk about this because if we're talking about it and we're talking about how we felt and, and how it just uproots everything because mm-hmm. it is usually done by people that are really close to you that are in mm-hmm. your inner circle, mm-hmm. um, then I know other people out there have experienced it and are experiencing it going through that right now. Now, Mm -hmm. I I saw in your research, you said that 75% of those, and you just mentioned it, um, that have been betrayed, find it hard to move forward. During the research or during your experience, Mm -hmm. what did you discover as that is, um, was a main reason or a uh, similar component for people having difficulty to move forward with betrayal? Yeah. And and you know what, that was actually put these, a lot of these statistics came out with one of the other discoveries. And that was that there's a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal that it's become known as post-betrayal syndrome. And there's actually an assessment quiz on our site to see to what extent someone's struggling. We had over 4,000 people within one year take the, the quiz to see to what extent they're struggling. Every age, so many different countries. And there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? And besides reading about the heartbreak and the pain and the physical, mental, emotional, you know, leftovers left in the wake of something like this, people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 40 years ago. I still feel the hatred. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. I feel gutted. So we know that Mm. it doesn't go away. You know, it just doesn't go away unless we we actually do the work to heal it. We've also found that 
84%, no, what was it? 60, I'm sorry. Yeah, 84% have an inability to trust. 67% want to move forward, but they don't know how. And nine, 67%, no, 60, sorry, 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. I mean, it's crazy, and it hits every wow. area of life. Like, you know, think about it in relationships. If we don't do the work, that if we haven't learned that profound lesson we needed to, we have repeat betrayals. The face has changed, but it's the same thing. It's the right. same thing. Or we put that big wall up, you know, we're like, well, that's it. No one's getting close to us again. We're keeping out the, the bad guys, but we're keeping out the good guys, too. You know, we right. we see it in health where someone goes and they spend so much money, so much time going to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related, you know, symptom, condition. Right. And at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. And we see it at work, too. You know, people want to be a team player, but they're so afraid. The person they trusted the most was untrustworthy. How are they going to trust a coworker right. or a boss? Right. You know, or they want to ask for that raise or promotion. They deserve it. But their confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So they don't have the confidence to ask, and they're bitter and resentful instead. And that's the energy they're bringing to work with them every day. So, you know, and it's not just the big betrayals either. It's the self betrayals. No. It's the micro betrayals. It's the, oh, no, no, it's not so, a big yeah, deal betrayals. Oh, yes, yeah, they are. Talk a, talk a little bit about that. Because, when, you know, most of the time we think about betrayal as it's someone's done something to us. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned a key word there with regards to. The other betrayals, mm-hmm. which you said self-betrayal, yeah. share a little bit of a wisdom behind that because I want people, I don't think people heard that loud and mm-hmm. clear, but I yeah. want people to hear that as well. Sure. Self-betrayal is huge. This is when, you know, you make a promise to yourself and you keep breaking that promise. Like I won't call my, let's say you say to yourself, I'm not going to call my ex in a weak moment. And sure enough, there you go. You know, it's when you're just not honoring what's in your best interest or like, let's say you're not being treated well and and even let's say you've been betrayed and there are no consequences to the betrayer. You know, that's a self-betrayal because now you're hurting yourself because of, you know, fear or whatever the reason was. So, you know, we can we can feel that our bodies have betrayed us. You know, I was talking to a woman and she said, Debbie, you know, I I was eating well, I was juicing, I was exercising, I got breast cancer, my body betrayed me. So mm-hmm. betrayal has so many faces. You know, it's it's really about the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule. And And the way it works is the more we depend and we trust that person, the bigger the betrayal. So, you know, you picture a, a child who's completely dependent on their parent and then the parent does something horrible. That's going to have a bigger impact than, let's say, your coworker taking credit for your idea. Right. Still a betrayal, right. but it won't it won't do the damage. To the, it won't it won't create the same thing. Like even even what we're doing, we had a, an unspoken rule. I was going to call in at this time. We were going to chat. And if I didn't show up, right? Uh, if right. I didn't show up, I would have betrayed you. Now chances are, I wouldn't have devastated you. But right. you get what I mean. And yeah. and so it happens all the time. And but but the thing is, how do we? How do we acknowledge it? How do we deal with it? And with those bigger betrayals, it's such a shock to the body and mind. And then, you know, it just creates this whole cascade of, of events. And, and 
you know, the third discovery was that while we can stay stuck for, you know, years, decades, a lifetime, if we're going to heal, we're going to move through five stages. And what's really exciting is now we know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally, and we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So because of this discovery, we learned that healing from betrayal isn't just hopeful or possible, it's predictable. So now, Debbie, with mm-hmm. regards to, I mean, wow, just it, it's amazing all, that all this information that's coming mm-hmm. out and how we process and internalize and mm-hmm. deal with the essence of betrayal and how we mm-hmm. carry that around ourselves for years and years, decades even. Mm-hmm. My question is, you know, we talked about self-betrayal, but is that the same thing as when we self-sabotage ourselves? Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit you know it's it's a little bit different. Self self sabotage sometimes is completely unconscious. We don't even realize that you know that we're doing it. And that was actually the topic of my first TEDx. I'm doing uh, my next one December 10th on betrayal. But the mm-hmm. first one was about why is it that you could be you know things are going well in your business, in your relationships, in your health. And then you derail yourself. And, and that's, you know, that's when we self-sabotage and we, and we don't understand it, but it's like this. When, you know, there comes a time, let's say, where what's working doesn't work anymore, what used to feel good doesn't feel good anymore, what used to make sense doesn't make sense anymore, and we think we like change, we don't like change, because it's going to shake up everything if we stop and pay attention to that. Right. So what we do instead is we use things like food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior, anything to numb, avoid, or distract ourselves from something we're unwilling to feel or face. And and what happens is that little voice saying, hey, you know, this isn't working anymore, that voice gets louder and louder, so the stakes get bigger and bigger. You know, so if you used to take a glass of wine, it's taken two or three. If it used to take a cookie or two, now you're eating right. a whole it's lot more. Right, a half a row. Right. That's it. <laughs> if it right? If it used to right. you know, take one show, you're binge-watching a whole series. And what we're doing is we are trying to run from that voice calling us to play a bigger game. And we do that until we can't. You know, I have a I have an analogy, and this is going to make so much sense to everybody. Yes. It's like this. It's like if you've ever had a messy drawer, room, garage, something like that. And you think it's not vying for your attention. Oh, but it is. Because you are doing anything you can to avoid that room, right? Like, let's say it's just a messy room. You know, you're just like, no, it's no big deal. Yes, it is. You're not going in. And you avoid it. And you don't feel good every time you pass by. If you do have to go in, you're like, it's the quickest thing. you got to go in, grab what you need, and you leave. And, <laughs> right, right? Right? And then right. there's that one day where you're like, you know what? That's it. I'm going in. And think about what happens. You grab all your garbage bags or whatever you need to do. You go in, and now it's actually worse. And it's worse because you're like, I'm going to donate this. I'm going to toss this. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to keep this. And everything is all over the place, right? And then you do. You donate. You toss. You put stuff in the car that you're going to give to whoever. And then you go out and you get your fancy little containers and you put back what's left. Now, think about what happens. Now you stand back and you're like, look at me. You know, you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> you have this sense of pride and accomplishment because you went in and did the work. 
It's the same thing with betrayal. When you are numbing, avoiding, distracting, when you're using food, when you're drinking, when you're taking drugs, when you're doing whatever you can because it's too painful, you don't have that sense of pride or accomplishment. You only get that because you dove in and did the work, and the study proved that. Right, right. Wow, very interesting. It's, it's, it's. You know, I like the analogy of the room. It's, mm-hmm. it's there. It's that sleeping giant, you know. Mm-hmm. You go, and it was funny because I could see, I know people who do this. They go in, you know, they won't even, it got, it's to the point now that the door is closed. So, right, uh-huh. you, know, you know, and then they'll pop in, go in, get what they need, and then pop right out, and then close the door. And I'm like, why don't you just clean up the room? Or why don't you mm-hmm. organize the room? And then you can leave the door open because every time you pass by, you see that door closed. Guess mm-hmm. what? It's shouting. That room is shouting, hey, I'm here. Exactly. I'm still there. And I guess exactly. that's kind of what we do when we self-sabotage with when it comes to betrayal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. and it doesn't go away. It does. It's we think that it's it's serving us on some level, but it's mm-hmm. not. We're not healing when we do that. It follows us around like a shadow. Yeah, I mean, when you said that, there are people, and I I know people that have carried it for decades as mm-hmm. well. And mm-hmm. as soon as it comes up, or they see that person, or whatever it is, you know, whatever mm-hmm. happened, um, it triggers the whole emotional response as if it was happening right there in that moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've had this may have happened forty years ago. You've heard we've all heard those stories about you know friends that were really friend good friends, and there was like some misunderstanding. And it was a, felt like a sense of betrayal, and mm-hmm. you know, they used to do everything together, and now they don't do. You know, they won't even speak. They won't even go to the you know same store at the same time. You know, yeah. all this stuff. And then decades later, they're by chance at some event where they're much older and wiser and settled down. Mm-hmm. And they realize that what they thought was actually a betrayal mm-hmm. was really just a misunderstanding. Had they had, had the communication and maybe talked about it at that moment in time, they wouldn't have lost decades of hanging out and being with each other. And so um, it's it's very yeah. Very and not even that, what they do, I mean, we know what happens physically, too. When you're right. carrying this around, that anger, that bitterness, what that does to you physically, I mean, that's what creates stress-related symptoms, illness, condition, disease. You know, the only the only other emotion that's probably worse is shame. You know, so that's what the betrayer is feeling if they're not in right. you know, total denial. So, And there's also the betray- the person who's been betrayed feels so much shame. I mean, think about it. This is a time where... Um, we need support the most and we're the least likely to seek it because we're embarrassed. We feel we'll be judged. You know, and that's, that was totally what happened with me the first right. year after my betrayal. I mean, I, I just, I didn't even tell my friends because I, I knew how they would, how they would feel and I knew how upset they would be. And I, I really needed to make all of my decisions on my own. I didn't want any influence from right. anybody. And, um, that whole first year, I just, I mean, I, my kids were like, Mom, we're, we're good. We're right behind you, whatever you want to do. Um, and, and, I mean, my husband was just, he was out of the house, but transforming. I mean, it was crazy what he was right. doing. And even the kids were like, I don't know, he's so different. I'm like, well, that's nice and all, but, you know. And then, <laughs> right. Uh, it, became, it became undeniable. And, and, and this is something I want everybody to, to, to listen to also. Sometimes there's an op- there there is no opportunity. Like you just you need to just heal and move along, and that's what happened with my family. Right. Sometimes 
as two completely new people. You have to have, it's like a death of the old in order for the new to be birthed. As two completely different people, you can have an entirely new relationship with that person who hurt you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a coworker, whatever. In the case with my husband, as two totally different people, not long ago, uh, we married each other again. Um, new vows, new rings, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. Oh, how nice. How nice. <laughs> and and I, you know, not what I expected. Never thought I'd be in this position. You know, when you're betrayed, you're in a club you never wanted to be in. Um, right. But I remember also, and this was something that happened early on, where, um, you know, with betrayal, you don't trust yourself. Um, you certainly don't trust your betrayer. So you, you you learn to trust in something bigger, you know. And, and for me, I, I'm very spiritual. I saw um, like an intuitive coach. And I remember, I'm like, you know what, Let me just, at least maybe I could trust in something. Let's see what she says. And the first session, she said, oh, my gosh, Debbie, how you planned this. How the two of you planned this. I'm like, planned? She said, yeah, yeah, this is totally planned. And she talked about it. It's called a soul contract. She said, you needed something so catastrophic to crash and burn so you could heal and teach from this deep place of knowing. You're going to have, you know, this this institute and you're going to have this following and you're going to have these programs and books and all this kinds of stuff based on based on your healing. He needed to crash and burn so he can become the, the husband, father, friend that he signed on to be. And wow. I tell you, every single thing she said happened. Wow, isn't that amazing when yeah. that happens? It's just absolutely amazing. You're like, what the heck is she talking about? Well, that was it. And, right, now you can You know, I'm like, say, really? I got it. Well, <laughs> she's absolutely right. <laughs> yep. Well, because at least you know then, okay, all this work is, is worth something. Because right. from the outside, and I know I, I was that woman who used to judge, I'll tell you. And, and you know, when someone stayed, um, I was always like, oh, man, you know. And then what I've learned is well staying when there's when there's no change i mean that's just a recipe for disaster but right. rebuilding with that person under entirely new circumstances that's that's the hardest thing i've ever done that's the hardest wow. thing i've ever done uh-huh you know there's a saying that my um my grandmother she used to say all these like little sayings right mm-hmm. she's from Houston Texas mm-hmm. and um i would just like laugh or you know she said she said them all the time her and her friends i mean they were all from mm-hmm. texas and they had these little southern you know little way of saying things but she mm-hmm. always used to say um you never you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I always thought, you know, well, you know, and then I started growing up and putting it in the context with regards to, you know, seeing people how they were in public mm-hmm. and then knowing how these people were when they were out of the public side, so to speak, and behind, as she said, closed doors. And mm-hmm. sometimes there were extreme differences, mm-hmm. you know, almost to a point it was like, oh, my gosh, a sense of... Mm-hmm you know, a betrayal of their whole personality because it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a a total reality for me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting. You just, you just, you know, when you look at people and, you know, sometimes we can be judgmental about, well, you know, so-and-so did did this Mm -hmm. or they're still Mm -hmm. in business together or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how people have learned to, uh, handle their betrayal or, um, or or not, I'm hoping they have, and they're not going back to a situation that didn't change for the better. But you know, well, and I'll tell you that, 
Yeah, and there were three groups that didn't heal. And the group, the group who was the most sick, physically sick yeah. out of everybody, uh-huh. it's when the betrayer had no consequences. And this was a group where, whether it was fear, financial worries, not wanting to break up a family, religion um, was another big reason, too. They, you know, they were really, the, the betrayer just, they sort of, they just tried to put it behind them. But the body knows better. The body couldn't handle that. And they were the most sick by far. Wow. Very mm-hmm. interesting. All that goes with the mind, body, um, spirit, emotional connection. I always mm-hmm. tell people that's all so connected. If one is out of balance, you best believe the other ones are too. Now, oh, yeah. I want to move into, um, wow, this is, so now, um, with regards to the physical aspect mm-hmm. of internalizing betrayal, mm-hmm. Can you share with the listeners, because I want them to really be able to hone in of how important it is to learn how to release this, but also how important it is to realize that what you may be feeling in your body, physically, mentally, uh, physically, and, uh, you know, what's manifesting may not be necessarily from what you think. So can you just share with us the physical symptoms of what people can um something that people can relate to when it comes to betrayal and how it feels within the body. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the best thing, that they, I mean, the thing they should do is really take that quiz because I ask just about every uh, physical, mental, and emotional symptom, and they will see in plain sight that what they're struggling with is tied to an unhealed betrayal. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what I would absolutely recommend. But we see all the time something like, I mean, it's so common for someone to have gut issues, any yes. any digestive issue, and that could be irritable bowel, it could be you know IBS, it could be Crohn's, it could be diverticulitis, you know diverticulitis, even you know just the most basic digestive issues. But the gut, you know, the the gut is it's like your second brain, you know, and when it's when you think about what the gut does, it processes, it processes, it digests information, right? Yes. So think, look at the information we're trying to digest and process. It can't. So, you know, energetically, that's what's going on. And so there is the the digestive system takes a huge hit. Just about any um, adrenal issue that you can have, like adrenal fatigue, adrenal dysfunction, so extreme fatigue. Um, You could sleep and you wake up, all you want to do is go back to sleep. You know, brain fog, um, that's so common. Um, any, Any autoimmune, you know, your immune system is suppressed. So Right. Also, you know, your resistance is down. So now stuff that you normally could fight off, you can't. So it's just, it hits us on every level. You know, emotionally, there's rage and and sadness and, you know, anger and and depression. And PTSD symptoms can be so common, too. You know, we we think it's reserved for, like, people in combat, you know, where they hear, let's say, a car backfire and they're reminded of their time in service. But, no, it's when, when... we're reminded when there's a trigger that's really painful for us, it's like we're, you know, rediscovering our pain all over again and the body just reacts as if it's happening right then. So it's, there's so, we go through so much and different stages kind of represent like what we're going through. And that's, that, like a lot of the stuff I said is a typical stage two, um, you know, so, so it all, so and, is, you know. Yeah, this is perfect. This is perfect segue into let's talk about, share with us, what are the five stages? Um, sure, sure. 
from betrayal okay. to breakthrough. Yeah. So the five stages are, and remember, you know, we discovered the stages and then we saw physically, mentally, emotionally what happens at every stage. And then we saw what what moved someone from one stage to the next. So that's what my whole betrayal to breakthrough program is because now we know what it takes. So there's no reason to put anything else in. It's like, it's like with those little, little kids at the amusement park, if they're sitting in that car on that track, you know, as long as they're <laughs> sitting and willing to go to the end of the ride, they'll get there. And that's the right. whole idea of the program. So right. the first one is like a stage one is like a setup stage. So this was what I saw with every single person, me included. So imagine a table with four legs, right? The four legs are, are uh, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with every single person was a real real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and not really paying attention to the emotional and the spiritual. So that means we're really good at thinking and doing and not paying attention to the feeling and being. Now, why is this important? It's in the feeling being part that our intuition lies. So if we're just thinking and doing, we kind of turn down our intuition, which really could have served us. So that's one thing. So that's stage one. Stage two, now here we're, we're blindsided. This is the breakdown of the body, the mind, the world view. Here we're shocked. And the, the, uh, the stress response is ignited, so now we're headed for any stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. The mind is in a complete state of chaos. We cannot wrap our mind around what we just learned. And the worldview is shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. It's like how you view the world. This is how the world works. These are the rules. This person's safe. Don't go there. It's like all of that. And in a moment, it's all shattered. And so the, there's no safety. There's no security. And a new, you know, this is where like the, the, the bottom bottoms out on you. But a new bottom hasn't been put down yet. So it's terrifying. <laughs> this is scary, right? So you can imagine right. it is a scary stage. So... You know, one of my participants, um, she said, it's like every negative feeling you can imagine and losing a child in a crowd. It feels like that, you know. Oh, wow. It's just, yeah, it's just awful. So, so now think about it. If you were walking down the street and the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical stage. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How will I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? How do I live? Like, how do I feed myself? I mean, the most basic things. Right. And this is also the stage that if we're not careful, this is the one we get stuck in. Because once we learn how to survive, we don't think there's anything better than that. And and what happens in this stage is we start getting these real small self-benefits. You know, think about it. You get to be right. You get someone to blame. You get a target right. for all your anger. You get sympathy right. from other people. You know, yes. you don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. You're like, do I trust you? Do I trust you? I forget. I won't trust anybody. And we right. stay. And then what happens is when we stay rooted in that, that spot for too long, we start believing we belong there. And that's the worst. Because now, Woo! right? Because think about what happens now. Yes. Now we're calling people to us, we're calling situations to us, we're calling experience to us that confirm that, you know what, maybe I'm not all that, maybe I did deserve it, maybe, maybe, you know, and now we're we're rooted there. So stage three is one, I see it all the time, this is where we get stuck. Okay. If we're willing to do a whole bunch of things to move us to the next phase, we get to stage four, and and this is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So in stage four, here, it's like if you've ever moved into a new house, condo, apartment, office, whatever, 
you don't know your way around yet. You know, it's not all cozy, but you know it's going to be okay. Right. And in this stage right here, you're turning down the stress response. You're still not physically healing, but at least you're not causing damage like you, you had been um, in the past. You're, um, you're, you're also like really redefining your friendships here. Like if, you had, if your friends weren't there for you, you have no patience for them here. You're like, mm-mm, not doing that anymore. You, you're, you're, re, you're starting to recreate your life. And it, once you've settled into this space, you've made it, you know, you've, you've settled into it, you've accepted that your betrayal and you're, you're like, okay, I can't undo it, but I'm going to heal me. You, you can move on to the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. So in this space, mm. yeah, oh, it's beautiful. You start to physically heal because you've turned down the stress response. And also, you didn't have the bandwidth earlier. You were fighting for your life. It was all about survival. You weren't thinking about eating well or exercising. That was like the last thing on your mind. Your mind starts to heal because now you're making new rules. You've you've been there and back. Like you have a whole different way of looking at things. And you, have, you know, and you have a new world view based on what you've experienced. And the four legs of the table, remember we're only uh focused on the, the physical and the mental. Mental, right. Now we are solidly grounded because we're we're very much paying attention to the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Wow. That's beautiful. So um, you guys out there listening, hopefully you were taking notes because she was walking us through the five stages of going mm-hmm. from betrayal to breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And um, within those stages, there's work that you we have to do at each stage. But at least you have something to start with to realize that, you know, what you're going through, what you may be feeling physically or mentally or physically and mentally, you know, think of the table, you might be a little bit um, heavy loaded on that side mm-hmm. and you may want to figure out why is this happening, what's triggering this, and it probably might be something to do with some betrayal that happened in your life or is happening in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily relationship, but it could be something you're doing to yourself that you're betraying yourself as well as we were talking about during our conversation with Debbie. Now, Debbie, um, mm-hmm. you know, this whole... Um, thinking about being actually being able to be free from the feelings that are <clears throat> held deep within us when it comes mm-hmm. to being betrayed by by someone that you know that has opened us up to this new experience of life mm-hmm. so to speak a new lesson mm-hmm. of life um what are some of the things that we can do post betrayal to Begin the journey to get back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know the first the first thing is it's so it's so important to realize that the symptoms you're feeling are totally normal. You've been mm. blindsided, and it's a lot to recover from. I mean, the good news is you can heal from all of it. I mean, I'm living proof. So is everybody in the program, you know. So that's the that's the upside. And I'll tell you, I have yet to see anybody stronger than someone who's healed from betrayal, like fully healed. So, you know, but the thing is, you want to find out what stage you're in. And then what are you, you know, what are you ready for now? Because you're ready for different things at different stages. You know, let's say something like um, accepting your betrayal or even forgiveness. 
you know, forgiveness, you, if you forgive too early, it backfires. You're not ready. Mm. You know, so certain things take, they take time. And it all has to be when, you know, when you're ready for it. Like there's a powerful activity that we do, but you have to be ready. And it's later on. It's called writing a coherent narrative. And what this does is it takes what had become your life story and it turns it into a pivotal chapter of your story. Mm. And it's a game-changing activity. It's, but if you, you know, but you have to do it when you're ready. So, um, but it's just where, you know, where are you now and, and what are you ready for? A big part of it is getting support. You know, this is one of the reasons why I, we created um, two different certification programs because we found um, that here we are suffering in silence and protecting the betrayer at our own expense half the time. Right. And we need support. But here's the thing, too. If, if it's the wrong support, it's doing more harm than good. Like, for example, I work with so many people who come into the program and they say, you know, I've been in therapy and, and I feel worse. And it was because, like, let's say they were in a really bad relationship with a narcissist. If, mm. that, if that therapist isn't highly trained in how to work with a narcissist, then what happens is they're charmed by the narcissist between their charisma, right. you know, the crocodile tears, and they, and so then they, they're trying to work with the betrayer. Well, you just need to be a better communicator. You see what I'm saying? Right. Stuff like that. Yes. So there's, it, you really have to know uh, who you're working with. So one of the things that we're doing is we're certifying uh, PBT support group hosts. So this way you get support uh, in a group and we're also certifying practitioners, and these are doctors, coaches, therapists, healers. So when people come their way, they have this, like, tool in their tool belt, and they can help them appropriately so it won't backfire. And, and, and I mean, I did that for just practical reasons. Um, one of them is when you teach, you do the work. You're forced to do right. the work, you know. Like right. I used to be a trainer a million years ago, and I didn't want to work out some days where I was like, oh, man, I have to face clients, and I had no choice. Same thing. <laughs> I have to do my own work, right, because I'm, right, I'm dealing do. with people. So the practitioners have to do the work. And and then the the other thing is I'm just I'm not doing private coaching. So I, I'm sending people to the programs, but the intention is to send them to practitioners, practitioners so they can get that yeah. one-on-one. That's the, you know, the plan is just to have these support groups and practitioners in every state and every country, eventually every few blocks. That's beautiful. I love it. I love, love, love that. I mean, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, the more we talk about things, the more we get it out there, we, the more we make it more comfortable for people to come forward mm-hmm. to deal and confront that which they're dealing with when it comes to betrayal. You know, mm-hmm. some people don't want to come forward because they're afraid that they're the only one that's been betrayed in that particular way mm-hmm. or, um you know, afraid of being judged and things of that nature. But the more we talk about it, again, the more we bring it to the light, the more light that can shine on it. And one classic example are all the women. And I don't want to call I hate the Me Too movement because mm-hmm. it makes it, it, I think it it de-emphasizes the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saying Me Too, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, when I was, I just remember being a little kid and, you know, do, do you want to go? Do you want to go to the candy store and get candy? And all the kids would be like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, and me too." You know, it's mm-hmm. like you just join in on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm, and so I hate mm-hmm. the Me Too movement because I think it's so much more powerful than that. And mm-hmm. someone that has been um, put in a situation of of uh, being one of the Me Too type of gal, it's mm-hmm. 
I think we bringing the light to that kind of stuff again. Um, being having the courage to bring it forward helps us to heal all mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So the same thing I see with betrayal. And again, mm-hmm. I know so many people that are close to me, my friends, family, et cetera, that are dealing with issues of betrayal that they have not learned to let go. Mm-hmm. Or and so they, they just repeat they have, it. That's exactly. the thing. They repeat it. They the repeated pattern over yeah. and over again. Um, and maybe different people and scenarios, but it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. It's the same it's thing. The same and that's thing. The, and it's exhausting. And you don't have to do that. And you know what? Once it's like even with my experiences. You know, it's like first it was you know the first betrayal, then the second one. I'm like, oh, what, what's going on here? And I learned. And and for me, everybody has their own lessons to learn. And mine was always about having boundaries overstepped, and my needs weren't really. I didn't really prioritize myself. I wasn't even like on my own to-do list. But right. but the beauty of the experience is you're like, okay, what is it that I need to learn? And I realized that. And so one of the first things I did, now this may not be what other people want to do after a betrayal, but one of the first things I did was I was like, that's it. Now it's my turn. And that's when I signed up for the PhD program. Now, before that, I never would have because I thought it would have been selfish, taking away, you know, money or time or whatever from your family. But that was the lesson. The lesson was you need to be on your own to-do list and and look what it led to. You know, if I didn't make that connection, I wouldn't have started that. I wouldn't have done the study. We wouldn't have made those discoveries. So probably wouldn't be talking to me today. That's it, right? <laughs> right? No. And and so the whole thing is when you learn the profound lesson that betrayal was there to teach, it changes your life. It changes your life. Now let me ask you this. Um, how does a person know that they haven't healed mm. from the betrayal? Yeah, it, it, you know, it, you're, you're going to see it in every area of life. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I was somebody interviewed me a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "Debbie, I when you first of all you said the word betrayal, and I was like, I'm not sure if I've ever been betrayed." He goes, and he starts telling me the story. He said, "When I was I was four years old." And my brother used to always break my toys. And I got this really good toy, and I just didn't want him to break it. And he said, can I play with your toy? And I said, no, because you're going to break it. And he's like, no, I promise I won't break it. So he takes the toy. Within like two minutes, he breaks it. He broke he it. Said, <laughs> he broke the toy. He said, do you know I'm 36, and I don't let anybody touch my stuff? <laughs> you see? It's like it just wasn't healed. It just was never healed. So he's living an entire life of not being able to share, not being able to, right. you know, lend his stuff, whatever it is, and that's an unhealed betrayal. Wow, you know that mm-hmm. I, I love that because that so that was such a simple story about mm-hmm. the boy. I had me thinking about like, okay, why am I so orderly, or why, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you're like, hmm, probably because I could go back to an incident where, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, I let someone use something. They didn't put it back, and when I needed to, when I needed it for something really important, I couldn't find it because they didn't put it mm-hmm. back. And they told mm-hmm. me they promised they would put it back, right? So I'm compensating by being extra diligent with I know where everything is when I need to grab, you know. And I think mm-hmm. I've been like that since I was a, ki- a, a little kid. But something mm-hmm. must have happened where mm-hmm. you know I let somebody use something, and they just didn't put it back either to my liking or put it back at all where I could find it. And so it's interesting how some of these things pop up. We, you know, like I would have never thought of that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe that's why I'm like that. Oh, now I'm like, oh, that's why I'm like that. So, you and know, that's it. Kind of funny. 
And in that one area, it's almost like it could be. Now, if it's not, you know, like really messing with your day, but if it if it really is, you're stuck in a stage three in that one area. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's survival as far as making sure you know where your stuff is. Right. And, right. and think about the, that's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I'm going to say the disclaimer, I'm not stuck in stage three. I'm, you guys, I'm, <laughs> there you go. Listen, I'm go. not stuck. I'm, I right. have friends. But it was just interesting for when you said that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and that's the one of those things. I'm just really, um, I'm particular, you know, when it comes to just having myself mm-hmm. organized. I think it just, for me, my rationale was it just makes my life easier to know right. where things are so I can go, which in essence is true for everybody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it's just interesting how that came about. So, Mm-hmm. So there you guys, if you have any issues like that, what we're talking about, um, you don't like people to touch your stuff, you're very detailed or, or you know, organized or whatever, hmm, you might want to think back a little bit and see where that might have sprung up and why. Yeah, but it's usually, it's so much deeper. Like I had somebody come into my office and arms folded and all, you know, sort of defensive. and Close up. I want to work with you. I'm like, no, you don't. You know, you don't. You know, because you have to give up your story. You have right. to be willing to give up your story and all the little benefits that you get from hanging on to it. And unless and until you're willing to do that, your your healing's going nowhere. You right. Know? So we see it. We just I see it all the time. And th- here's the thing: we have every right to hang on to our story. It's powerful. We get a lot of attention for it, whatever. But when you're willing to give that up, what you have is so much better. Like I had a powerful story. I mean, think about it: the closest people in my life betray me, but the story I have now, oof. Blows the doors off of that one. Wow. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Again, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation had you not gained the wisdom of your experience Mm -hmm. with betrayal so that you can share this knowledge with all of us on how we can move through it. Now, my last question for you Mm -hmm. um, in our time is, what do we need to do to move forward and Mm -hmm. heal from a betrayal experience? You know, if I had to say what's the one word you need, it's willingness. It really is. That's the will. You know, if you're willing, we have the steps to move you from one stage to the next, but without being willing, you're stuck. You're just stuck. You're rooted. And even if you're just willing to consider um, one step at a time, like what's the next step I can take? Is the next step... um, you know, doing a little more self-care is the next step maybe um, not being so hypervigilant where we're just like constantly checking and, and you know, just creating like that stress, that stress response that keeps us, gets us so sick. Like what are we, what are we willing to work on? Are we willing to connect to something bigger? Are we willing to, you know, at some point see the benefit in the experience, but you're not ready to see the benefit, you know, early on. Are we willing to forgive? Not for their sake, for ours, because, you know, that let's go of the, the power that pain had on us. So, you know, I would say, what are you, what are you willing to do to heal? Love it. I love it. So now, you all, we've been talking to Dr. Debbie Silver, and she's been mentioning her program and the work that she does, when it, particularly when it comes to uh, betrayal. And she has an institute, the PBT Institute. So, Debbie, can you share with us a little bit more about your PBT Institute and uh, what's available there for our listeners? 
Sure. So, so what people can do is just, there's the quiz. I mean, that's like a no-brainer. I suggest everybody takes that. That's just pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Um, and then based on their readiness, you know, we have different levels of the, of the Betrayal to Breakthrough program where there's a, you know, a home study version. So it doesn't have any private, we have a private Facebook group where, you know, there's interaction. There's a live Q&A every two weeks, weeks with me, a little private mini session um, in the, the, the bigger version, or there's just a home study, and it's they can access the program. They will be walked through the different stages. Um, you know, so we have that, and then when they're done with, with the program, if they qualify, then they're eligible to be a, either a certified PBT support group host or a practitioner. We have all kinds of products and programs. I have the From Betrayal to Breakthrough podcast. Um, there's no reason to stay stuck, none. Love it. And um, is there any way? I know you said you don't you don't do any um, private coaching, mm-hmm. but are you going to be speaking anywhere else? Or you have any events or anything coming up? Yeah, I speak all over. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just flew to. I was just in San Diego. I spoke over the last couple of days. I'm speaking this weekend. There's a big spiritual conference uh, that I speak at every year in New York. Um, the TEDx is December 10th. Um, I'm speaking, I think, in Vegas a couple of weeks after that. So I speak all the time. But but I'm I do online summits and podcasts and and things like that all the time. Because I just, my intention is just to get this message out that you could heal from all of it. So we can, we can pretty much, if we go to your site, we can find out all we need to know about where you mm-hmm. are, what you're doing, and 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 read and learn and, and gain more wisdom about betrayal and healing from it, and not allowing it to impact our health, our business, or our relationships any longer. A hundred percent. And the book is coming out fall of 2020. So that's going to be all about the five stages. I'm walking you through. I'm sharing stories from the participants, what they experienced. So this way it's not just, you know, you're, you're walking through my story. You're, you're hearing from all of them. So everybody's going to really feel like, oh, I really, you know, connect with this one or that one. And it's coming soon. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Debbie Silber, for being a guest on Blissful Living. It has been an absolutely blast to um, to learn about betrayal and how some of us still hold it inside, even though we think we're healed, and how we mm-hmm. can all walk through the journey and actually break through and be free of our betrayal. So thank you so much for sharing the words of wisdom. As I like to say, nuggets of gold with the listeners. I know they appreciate it, and I know we've got people thinking like, Hmm. Mm, thank you, you so much. Yeah, You're very thank welcome. You. Very, very welcome. And to all of you listeners out there, without you listening, it would not be possible to bring this show and these wonderful guests to you to help all of us have a better journey as we travel down our path to bliss. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I, of course, want to thank our sponsors. Uh, blissfullivingforyou.com, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. And to you listeners, I am wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Until next time, be well, and please feel free to share this show with everyone you love and care about. Until next time, take good care and goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. 
or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.